The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. It's Matt Slick Live. Matt is the founder and president of the Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, found online at CARM.org. When you have questions about Bible doctrines, turn to Matt Slick Live for answers. Taking your calls and responding to your questions at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. It's me, Matt Slick. You're listening to Matt Slick Live. Today is September 19th, 2023. We're live so I started a, a program, a doctorate program, and um, there's a schedule conflict on Mondays. I want to see if I can work it out because it might only be a half hour of uh, of, set of stuff. So uh, anyway, we're gonna we're gonna hopefully it'll, everything will work out, and um, yeah, everything's fine on that. That should be working. So I don't know if you can hear me. Well, I'll work on it because all the settings are right, Charlie. So uh, wait a second, except for one thing. There's always one thing. There we go. That should work now. There we go. <laughs> one switch. Just one. Oh, I got so much to do. So, hey, if you want to give me a call, um, 877-207-2276. Sorry I missed you guys yesterday. Had some good discussions last week and hope for some follow-up uh, on that. And... Uh, so we do have some radio questions. If you have some and you want to ask me a question, all you got to do is uh, just email me at info at carm.org, info at carm.org, and uh, just put in the subject line, you know, radio question or radio comment or whatever it is, and uh, and I can get to them. And I've got several, so I can do that. I've also got some hate mail, and uh, I got an email from somebody who uh, loves the way the way I do hate mail. He goes, man, sure enjoy that hate mail. So uh, I, I enjoy it. You know, I really enjoy the hate mail. I, I get a big kick out of it. For me, it's a lot of fun. And uh, I don't know what it is. I just love it. I love it. People just email me and insult me, tell me how stupid I am. And uh, I just get the biggest kick out of it. I really do. I got one email. Somebody was talking to me. <laughs> Say, I forgot where it is. But how evil I was and uh, misleading everybody in the planet. You know, just it was like, man, that's pretty good. <laughs> so I was enjoying that. Well, anyway, hey, look, why don't you give me a call? All right, we have five open lines, 877-207-2276. Let's just get on to uh, some radio questions. Hi, Matt. The most private and focused place I've found to pray is in the shower. Okay. Curious your thoughts about this prayer. It served me well for decades. Yeah, I, I, it, there's something about the flow of water and uh, relaxing. And, and I talk to God in, in the shower all the time. I pray almost every time I'm in the shower, too. I get that. And, uh, you know, it's kind of, I don't know, it's, I don't know what it is. I like water. I don't know how many of you out there like water. I like rain. Uh, I, I love the ocean. Um, I used to have aquariums. I wanted to be an oceanographer when I was younger. Uh, I used to go uh, body surfing, boogie boarding all the time. Just love water. So, you know, getting in the shower and just praying, uh, it's just so relaxing. I just think it's great. One of the things I like to do also while I'm working is I have um, like a 12-hour uh, video thing you can get on YouTube of just rain. Just rain. And just play it and uh, put the bass up on it and and put it down nice and low and I just subtle in the background. I love rain. It's so refreshing. So there you go with that. All right, so I think that's fine. And uh, hold on, I'm going to cough here. Hold on one sec. 
All right, cleared my throat. All right. Hi, Reverend Matt. Wasn't it God's mis- wasn't it God's mistaken wow. when he repented of having created humans according to Genesis six six? I know God is perfect in his good intentions. Is he as well perfect in all his actions, or is it possible that he still is a, has a ground for experimentation in this bubble of time? Um, this is uh, something that the open theists like to bring up. Open theism says that um, God does not know the future, and so he can make mistakes. And so they'll take verses like this where God repented that he made a man. Uh, it was, it's what's happening here is that it's called an anthropomorphism god is communicating to us in means and ways that we would understand that's what's happening now the the introduction of this is simply uh, in the scriptures themselves in our our language we can understand them but think about this god uh, as the pre-incarnate christ in the garden walked with adam and eve and he spoke with them and so this was an anthropomorphism, a manifestation, not an incarnation, but a manifestation of God uh, before uh, people. And that's, um, that's how God communicates. It's how he works. And so there's going to be these things where God says, look, you know, hey, now I know. Now I see this. I see that. He's just speaking in such a way that we understand that he is cooperating uh, for us and with us in our time reference, our time frame. That, that's all that's going on there. So I've written on this a lot. Uh, not a big deal. All right, let's get another one here. Let's see. Oh, yeah, I already got to that. So, hey, I think we're out of uh, questions. Unless, let me see, I haven't checked the email today. Um, I just wanted you to know that I appreciate the article you published on your website about Joseph Smith and the first vision. The Q&A was an active with an active member of the LDS faith. This is a brilliant way to show the false teachings of Joseph Smith in modern-day LDS church. Great job for exposing the truth that there's only one God. Hey, praise God. I appreciate that, Steve. Radio question. What can a woman do when her husband enables adult children financially and doesn't require them to mature? Uh, we're going into debt because my spouse keeps giving our adult son money to pay rent. We have our own mortgage and no savings. Three weeks ago, he gave her son some money. It, uh, it was done behind my back. I just found out today. Uh, if, you're, if your husband is a Christian, you need to go to the elders of the church, and it needs to be talked about. Because there's always uh, circumstances that need to be understood and examined and cross-examined. Does this adult child have mental difficulties? Does the adult child have a, a, a physical difficulty? Maybe he's in an accident, recovering, or is he just lazy? Uh, you know, he's trying to find a job but he can't. Uh, there's all kinds of factors that need to be uh, put in place. And I'm reminded of of a situation uh, in a let's say in, in our family arena. Uh, we have. Uh, we have someone who isn't very responsible and doesn't seem to do what's necessary. And so, you know, recommendations go forth about how to deal with such a person because we do, we do want them to mature and become responsible. And sometimes what you have to do is just take the safety net out from underneath them so that they learn 
that's what has to happen sometimes. Hey, Keith, uh, I see two callers, it looks like, but I, I can't access them. I don't know if there's something up with the X screen. Just letting you know, I see that we've got a Kansas City call but or something, but I don't know what's going on with it. I guess you haven't uh, done your thing that you do with it all yet. All right, let's see, let's see. Uh, Clubhouse audio is really bad. I hope it's well, I hope it's better now. I turned the thing on. Let's see. Hopefully that's good. And let me know. And let's see. Um, we got all kinds of stuff. You know, oh yeah, there's AI stuff is coming up a lot. Um, someone says here, it's about another topic altogether, but it says, uh, Hi, enjoying your website. I've been wondering how many Jews didn't follow Jesus after uh, Jesus' death and resurrection. But now, I don't know. It's a good question. I have no idea. I do. I do know that a lot of um, a lot of uh, of Jews are becoming Christians today. I have a friend, Trevor, and he is extremely knowledgeable on the issue of Judaism. And what he does is he um, He's constantly, uh, well, he, he, his ministry is to work with uh, with them. That's what he does. He works with the, the Jews, uh, and he has ministry to, outreaches to them and things like that. And anyway, he's telling me, he's telling me that uh, there's more Jews converting to Christianity now than ever before in history, except for maybe at the, you know, the first century, you know. But uh, it's just it's unprecedented. So that's really good. So there we go. All right, let's go. Uh, let's see if we can get to Dave from Kansas City. Dave, welcome. You're on the air. Hi. Thank you for taking my call, Matt. We sure. are doing a men's Bible study. At, we're doing a men's Bible study, and I just discovered that the Bible study was a little bit emotional centered. And I looked on it. I didn't realize it when I bought the material, but it's actually made by a woman. Is it okay for a woman to teach in that manner where she's written the curriculum material? Yeah, I don't really have a problem with that uh, as long as it's good material. Um, as, and uh, mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, if she's a pastor or an elder, as she does that, I wouldn't listen to her because she can't understand Scripture properly, at least in an important area, so I can't trust her for anything else. That would be my no, thing. It's, she no, she's not even in the church. It's from a national ministry. Uh, which, which, That's okay. It? Just tell, tell. Yeah, tell me who it is. Oh, um, mm, I can't take her name. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. I just I just drew a blank on the name now. Kristen something. Kristen. Schmucker. Sounds like Schmucker. Yeah, I don't know. Schmucker. Kristen no. Schmucker. Kristen. Yeah, I don't know. Schmucker. Yeah, she hasn't. Well, yeah. Okay, I, I don't know that name. So uh, okay. I'm not sure what to tell you, but, uh, you know, just because she's a woman doesn't mean she can't write good stuff or understand theology or write mm -hmm. a curriculum. Mm -hmm. And so I, I don't mm -hmm. I don't see why not. Uh, I just, okay, so it's not teaching a man then? Well, well, it's not. Okay, the issue here of teaching a man is is in the church context. And that's the, the gray okay. area we had to work through because the only way they understood it back then was in a synagogue, in a church gathering, a church at home. A woman wasn't to be in a teaching authority and that kind of a thing. So we know that's a fact. Okay, good. So they're not to be women, pastors and elders. And uh, that's just how that is. So what about a woman teaching in a seminary? Could she do that? I would say yes. 
I don't see why a woman okay. couldn't teach in seminary. Teach okay. a bunch of men who are going into the pastorate, as long as she's qualified, okay. degreed, whatever it is. Uh, so why can't she uh, have a curriculum that she would write, and then uh, people learn from okay. it as well? Uh, so uh, it sounds okay to me. Okay. okay. No, thanks for clearing it up. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot. God bless. All right. Let's see if we can get to Grant from Ogden. But why don't you guys give me a call, 877-207-2276. Be right. I mean, I almost did my, my habit. <laughs> hey, Grant, welcome. You're on the air. Uh, yeah, Mr. Slick. Um, help me understand or help those understand um, this diverse um, God desires all to come. There's or, uh, or First Timothy two four and yeah, there's in First Timothy two four he desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. And then there's Second Peter three nine that talks about that too. Uh-huh. So okay, and uh, there's different ways it could be understood. So we could go over them if you want. Can you explain the explain it in the reform way and not the Armenian way? Well, yeah, it, okay, we can have uh, God desire one thing and arrange another. We, we can, right. and that's revealed in Scripture. And I've got articles on this uh, where God, um, he wants, he, for example, he wanted Pharaoh to release the Israelites in their captivity, and he was going to, and then God hardened his heart so that he wouldn't for mm-hmm. some another reason. So there's that kind of a thing that's prevalent. But, hey, hold on, we'll be right back after these messages, Okay. Hey, folks, okay. if you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. We'll be right back. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. Let's get back on the air with... Uh, I can't access... Grant, I don't know what's what's up. Maybe, uh, I don't know. Keith, if you could activate it. I don't know what's going on. I can see those ones, but not him. Don't know if, don't know if there's a glitch or not, but I'm sure he's going to be working on it here. So uh, so here we go, and let's just, also, while we're waiting, let's get to Ed from Charlotte, North Carolina. Ed, welcome. You're on the air. Thank you, Matt. Thanks for taking my call. First of all, before I ask the, I get the question, uh, thank you for telling me not to go see Oppenheimer. I didn't. I, I watched another uh, uh, story on that that was very good. But you did say go uh, watch Nefarious. Didn't even know it existed. And recommended to a lot of people. So thank you for that. Good, 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 good. Praise God. All right. Um, so my question is, what? How do you make sense of Hitler? Uh, exterminating six million Jews from a Christian perspective. In the sovereign plan of God, He has ordained all things that pass. It does not mean He directly causes evil, but that within His sovereign plan, He allows evil to arise and He uses it to carry out His covenant faithfulness to people and His sovereign plan that He will work. So, because of the um, the Holocaust. The Jews were gathered into the nation, May 14th, 1948, they became a nation. 
Now, if you go back to the Gospels, I forgot the exact reference, but the Jews said uh, in reference to the crucifixion of Christ, let uh, the blood, his blood be on our hands and our children's hands. So about the curse that would go, and they said, let it be on our children. Now, this is at a theological point because of the doctrine of federal headship, that the male represents the descendants. And the Jews were then putting curses upon their own children in their federal headship role. And the Jews had been persecuted throughout the centuries. So that's one theological possibility why that would be the case. So God uses this and uh, other things. And if you think about it, killing six million Jews is, is horrible. But also is horrible are are the murders that are occurring around the world and illicit uh, and, and child trafficking and these things also occur and why aren't uh, you know they're, they're not spoken of as much so the general question is why isn't God stopping this stuff and then we it's called the issue of theodicy the problem of evil in the world or the study of evil in the world why is it mm-hmm. that God lets these things go personally I think it's double in that it's to prove how bad man is and how true God is. That's one of the reasons, I think. That's a super short way of saying it. But the other is to bring about the crucifixion, which is the greatest act of love and the greatest event in the universe. So this mm-hmm. is that's where God himself uh, became one of us and died and you know, rose from the dead. So without sin in the world, we could almost say there can't be the access to the greatest act of love which is what Jesus said in John 15, 13, to lay your life down. So there's a, a, a mosaic of reasons that we could offer and then kind of rearrange them in relationship to each other to see how they relate to each other because it's a complicated question, but it's, a, it's also a good question, okay. if that makes sense. Well, you know, you made me think of, we have, what, 70 million abortions in this country over the past uh-huh. 20 years or 30 years, whatever it is, so that's allowed to happen. Mm-hmm. I, I just always... Curious about these were the Jews, his people. Anyway, well, thank you, Matt. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Well, God bless. Okay. Lord bless you. Bye bye. All right. Thanks. Okay. Now let's get back on with Grant from Ogden. Grant, are you still there? Yeah. We were talking about the um, the verse um, God would like all. Yes, I remember. Uh Be saved. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I'm asking, because I talk to a lot of um, Christians, and they always say, see, God wants all to be saved. I'm like, no, that's not what it means, because of well, the limited atonement. Well, there, I'm, I'm there, a person. well, there are different possibilities. One is, okay. as I said, that God can desire all men to be saved, but yet doesn't arrange okay. it. So in First yeah. Timothy two three and four talks about that in Second Peter excuse me Second Peter three nine, you know not wishing for any yeah. to perish but for all to come to repentance, and so when I talk about yeah. this with people I'll say okay so I I agree that's what the text says now I have difficulty with it understanding it because for example of Mark four ten through twelve where Jesus says that he speaks in parables so that people will not be saved, and then I say. Yeah. Okay, so now I have to harmonize those. How can, is it that God can desire all people to be saved, but yet also speak in such a way so that not all people will be saved? How do we harmonize those? Now, most people, when I raise this, uh, get very upset. And they say, you're sitting scripture yeah. against scripture. I said, no, I'm not. I, I said, this is, these are what it says, 
And I'm not saying one refutes the other. I'm saying, how do we harmonize them? And there's ways to do this. And so that's one of the issues. And I, I, I raise it up. You know, in Romans 11, 8, God gave them a, stu- a spirit of stupor, eyes to see not and ears to hear not, down to this very day. So why is it that God is hiding stuff from people if he wants every individual to be saved? That's just a question. Right. So it could be, one answer is that he can desire all men to be saved, but not arrange that all men are saved. I can desire right. uh, certain things from my, my family, but not arrange those things. I can desire that my kids right. stay up all night instead of going to school in the morning. I could, I'd want that for them, but it's not what I arrange because yeah. I know what's better. And so there's ways that that can be the case. And yeah, I understand. so what we say is, is uh, that and I could give you instances, okay? For example, in Deuteronomy 2.30, but Sihon, king of Heshbon, was not willing for us to pass for this land, for the Lord your God hardened his spirit and made his heart obstinate in order to deliver him. And in Joshua 11.2, uh, excuse me, 11.20, it was of the Lord to harden their hearts that he might utterly destroy them. Well, wait a minute, doesn't God love everybody? God loves the world. That means he loves every individual equally, right? So why would he want to destroy them? Well, because they're bad. That means he loved them less. And what people often do is they don't go very deep into the theological issues here. They don't look at them. They don't study them. And so they come up with meandering kind of insufficient answers. And uh, like, God just loves them less. You know, it's just ridiculous. So uh, we see, I'm going to do a couple more. He says, uh, God says in Ezekiel 18.32, he says, uh, I have no pleasure in the death of, of anyone who dies. And then Ezekiel 33.11, he says, I take no pleasure in the death of the wicked, right? And yet, it says in Deuteronomy 28.63, the Lord will delight over you to make you perish and destroy you. The Lord desired to put them to death, First Samuel 2.25. And that's the same word when it desired is the word took pleasure. And desired, okay, in Hebrew. Okay, so what does it all mean? Well, there's this is one of the areas we could look at, and it means that God can have a desire in His heart for people to be saved, but not arrange that everyone be saved because of their sin, their rebellion, and for greater plan. That's that's one of the options. Another option. Yeah, and here's another option, which I'll have to get back to after the break. And uh, there's something I've, I've found in Scripture, and I'll t- tell you what it is about uh, about this as well. All right, so hold on. Hey, folks, we'll be right back after these messages. If you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. We'll be right back. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Everybody, welcome back to the show. Bottom of the hour, we have two open lines, 877-207-2276. All right, Grant, you still there? Yes, sir. All right, so here's something else. Uh, I'll go through this quickly. The word all is very interesting when God uses it through the apostles. Yep. And people may say, well, you know, all means all. Well, it means what it means in its context. You know, all the world was taxed. doesn't mean every individual was taxed in the whole world. So what does the word all mean? 
Well, when I look at Romans 5.18, which says uh, that through one transgression there resulted condemnation to all men, so also through one act of righteousness there resulted justification of life to all men. The same word all occurs twice, but they have different meanings in the same verse. Because the first all is everybody, the second all is not everybody. And we see the same kind of a thing in 1 Corinthians 15.22, where God says, uh, In Adam all die, in Christ all shall be made alive. Well, the the phrase shall be made alive is only in reference to believers. So there's another instance. Furthermore, only Christians have died with Christ. And there's, you find this all over the scriptures. Okay, Romans six six, Romans six eight, Colossians uh, three three, I think it is, and others. It says we've died with Christ. All right. Well, here's a really interesting mm-hmm. verse, uh, as Second Corinthians five fourteen, which says, "The love of Christ controls us." Have you concluded this that uh, one died for all, therefore all died? Well, wait a minute. Who's the all who died? Theologically, that can only be the believers. So the word all, when we look at how God uses it in relationship to salvation, we can I can make it very easy, and, and I can make a good, strong case that the word all can just mean the elect. And when we yep. go to John six thirty seven, Jesus says, All that the Father gives me will come to me, and the ones who come to me I certainly will not cast out, for this is the will of my Father who sent me, that of all that he's given me I lose none. So there we see, you know, even in that, that the all is a limited group. So that's why I'm saying is that that's another possibility for First uh, Timothy two four and Second Peter three nine. Okay. I agree. All right. I just I just wanted you to explain it to those that are listening because I agree with what you're oh. saying. Okay. And you know I, I've come across a lot of Christians. They always say, see, all, all, all. I said, no, that's not what it means. you got to look at the all. Well, just, and they just think it's everybody. Yeah, they're not taught theology. And most church, no. most pastors aren't teaching theology from the pulpit. They're just teaching uh, low-level stuff. And uh, they need to teach mm-hmm. a little bit deeper. And they need to have studies and stuff right. like this. But uh, yeah. when when people say the word all, then, then, I, then just do this. Just remember Mark 4, 10 through 12. And you say, yeah. so w- if God wants every individual to be saved, would he ever speak in such a way so they don't get saved? And that, you know, like, well, of course not. Okay. You take them to the words of Jesus, yeah. Mark 4, 10 through 12, where he speaks in parables so they'll not be saved. And you say, now we have to harmonize these. And then you have to do some Bible yeah. study. But if they quit at that yeah. point, they're going to remain ignorant about the possibilities of what it is. But it could be also that the, that the case that God wants all to be saved, but doesn't arrange for all to be saved. Because there can yeah. you can have that as I showed from Scripture, you can desire one thing yeah. and arrange another. Okay, so it's there. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you. God All bless. right, Grant. God bless, buddy. All right. Hey, let's get on the phones with Ed from Virginia. Ed, welcome. You're on the air. Hey, Slick. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing all right. Hanging in there, man. So, what do you got? I have. I'm. I'm I'm so disappointed because I just bought another vehicle for work, and I cannot get you. I can't get the station that has you on there. So well, what you can do, what you can do is go on your phone and go to uh, the app. They have an app for Truth Radio, and you can listen there. 
Yeah, yeah, I got that. Yeah, but I, yeah. but I've got my GPS running while I'm trying to deliver, uh, so I can't really do that. Well, forget the deliveries. So. Just listen. You know, it's not a problem. <laughs> oh boy. Well, nothing nothing tickles me more than you getting tickled by hate mail. And when you when you your funny bone is tickled and you you, you laugh, it just cracks me up. But when you when you start laughing out of nowhere, it's like I know, I, mean, I love it. Uh, Lots of people you, you, have you told doing, me that. Doing gra- what is it? You're doing graffiti to the word of God, or I can't remember what the word was, but that was pretty funny. Um, yeah, I love it. So I, know, I get a kick out of it. A lot anyway, of people you, said you they were really entertained. Okay, but go ahead. Okay, sorry. But you had a caller call in about uh, Kristen Schmucker, and I believe it's thedailyraceco.com, and, and she's a mom, and she does uh, – uh, she's really, it even says on her website she's trying to encourage and, and, and build up women. So, uh, And my, I think my wife used her website along with the Proverbs 31 woman. So there okay. are some good ones out there. Uh, but okay. I, my question for you is uh, uh, what is your, your view on cessation – Cessationism uh, is it a hundred percent cessationist? Oh. Is it you know you know? Well, my I believe the Holy is, Spirit does speak to us today. Yeah, yeah, He does. Yeah, I believe all the charismatic gifts are still that. for today, still for today. But they're not all the, all the, yeah, all of them. And uh, but they're not in the apostolic form where an apostle could go along and say, "I have the gift of this," and bang, 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 and they do this, like so many charlatans do today. Right. God can certainly work right. through people, uh, heal people, prophesy through them, interpret tongues, speak in tongues. I don't have any problem with any of that uh, for pr- present day. So I don't think it's necessarily normative, and I don't believe in this idiocy that you know you're in a church and 50 people are speaking in tongues at once, jumping up and down, you know, swinging from the chandelier. That's all ridiculous. Okay. So defining terms, when you say someone in church prophesying, are they just giving scripture or are they giving, you know, future. revelation future. of the future? What, what is your definition of prophesying? F- future. Uh-huh. Yep. yep. So you think future. someone can give revelation of the future? Yes. And I hate to bring this up, but it happened to me once. I did it once, just once. And... I remember it very well. I can tell the details. I remember I told the story hundreds of times over the years, but I prophesied over a girl, and uh, it, it came to pass. So, uh, you know, I'm not using that as proof of anything, but uh, it's not contradicting Scripture because the Bible says, you know, that you not lack any charisma, any charismatic gift while you're waiting for the return of Christ. And that's 1 Corinthians 1 7. And so. Uh, I don't have any problem with all the gifts for today, but they need to be done with order and not for sensationalism. And uh, if God so chooses to reveal himself in such a charismatic way in a church, it needs to be with great caution and with responsibility. But normally speaking, these things occur in areas where the ground is being broken for the Lord Jesus Christ and where people right, will have right, words right. of knowledge. And, and it, it does happen. And I've he- heard so many counts of miraculous things occurring uh, in in that context. So, okay. Right. I know in, in Muslim countries, there's uh, dreams speak to people a lot. And, yep. Uh, yep. You know, I, I know a, a story of a guy who came to Christ because of uh, a dream he had. Uh, yep. Uh, he was from Iran or Iraq. I can't remember what it was. I met him in, in, in Thailand. And I said, how did you end up in Thailand? And he, he told me his story. And it was like, it was a dream that... <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, so anyway, yeah, 
I just wanted to call and say hi. I haven't yeah. talked to you in a while, and I hate it. I can't get, I, you know, I'm, I'm working usually around 6, and I don't know why that band will not get 101.5. I just don't get it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Well, sorry about that. I don't so know what I, it is, but that's what I, it is. Yeah, I, 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 I miss my, my slick fix. <laughs> well, good. I wish my wife said that. <laughs> At any rate, but I appreciate that. So good for you, brother. All, All right. right. You have a good right, evening, man. sir. God bless you. Okay. God bless. All right. All right. Now let's get over here to Andrew from Ohio. Hey, Andrew. Welcome. You're on the air. Hey, Matt. How you doing? Uh, I haven't talked to you in a while. Uh, I met you a long time ago. We went and had uh, dinner together. We used to work with Glenn and Ken a little bit. Um, okay. So a couple things. First thing is um, uh, just in case the COVID thing comes back, uh, I went off to med school and uh, late in life, and I also uh, now I'm a, now I'm a physician, and there was you know they were mandating the COVID vaccine, and there was a couple. Um, I just I just basically submitted the uh, the exemption request and just was very brief uh, about why, but it was basically just the materials used in the in the production or the testing of the vaccines, and then also I said I didn't want to participate in something that was kind of contribute to a government mandate of identification for economic viability or something like that i can i can t- uh, email it to you yeah. let you know what i sure. wrote but just just so, sure. people, yeah. just so people know out there that i'm actually i'm i'm a doctor and i went through med school and i was like the only one probably that wasn't vaccinated and it was just you know it was kind of it was a it was a difficult time because they were hounding me about it but i just I just well, hold on. Honest, we got a break. I, I want to hear okay. more. Okay, we got a break. But good for you. Good for you. Hey, folks. We'll be right back after these messages. Please stay tuned. Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Everybody, welcome back to the show. Well, hey, you know what? We're having this issue with the uh, Keith. If you could activate Andrew there again. I don't know what's going on, but uh, there we go. Hmm, interesting. Andrew, okay, you're back. Hello? Okay, buddy. Yeah. How's it going? It's going. All right, so you said you're going, uh, huh? Well, I was, I just want to let people know that, you know, it's doable, you know, and, you know, you don't really have to, um, it's, they make it seem like it's mandatory, but in some cases it's not. They tried to fire my brother from his job and, uh, he, because he stood his ground, but he went with a philosophical exemption instead of religious and that doesn't usually hold up. And he, but he actually got a job somewhere else. He got poached and he got double the salary. So that was a good move and they didn't, they didn't require it of him, but um, just wanted people to know that there are options if it happens again. But I do have a question. Uh, my kids' youth group, sure. they're doing uh, apologetics, and um, they're studying, like, Mormon, Islam, you know, like, the, the religious things like that. I was wondering a couple things. Like, have you – are you going around to – have you ever gone around to youth groups and taught uh, somebody who pays your plane tickets, first thing? And the second thing is, what do wait, you wait, think wait, wait, about – uh, Let's do the first one. Let's do one at a time. So have I what? Okay. You went so fast on that. I was like, what? Something I didn't quite get. Sorry, do you, do you, 
do you teach do you teach youth groups do you do i know you go around and do debates and stuff but do you ever like teach to like teenage youth groups about apologetics no uh i've spoken to youth groups but never talked in apologetics okay i'm aware of them okay and then what do you think about um kids in that age range learning like apologetics when they're having to I guess, you know, study other books or think, or just other beliefs and um, as far as the, the foundation that they already have not being super strong and, you know, I kind of new believers. And What do you think about how you should teach kids apologetics? But I have to run. That was my main question for you. If you want to talk uh, about that for a little while, I appreciate it. And I'll send sure. you an email about the exemption stuff. Sure, that sounds good. Appreciate it. Thanks. Good talking to you. I'm glad you're still on. Oh. Take care. <laughs> okay. So uh, teaching the youth, yeah, that would be interesting. What I would like to do uh, if I were to write a program for the youth is to actually interview a lot of youth people. Youth people? Wow. Uh, introduce, uh, introduce, man, here we go. Uh, interview a lot of youth uh, just to uh, see the issues that they're going through and the style of, of uh, presentation that would be good for them. And that would be something I would like to be able to do. And I'd, I'd do it, you know, if I could. I have an idea for a book uh, I've been playing around uh, with for years uh, that would help uh, kids in school deal with various issues, but uh, I haven't gotten to it because I'm so busy. So uh, yeah, it's something worth discussing, something worth looking into. I I, I could think about it. I have been thinking about this book uh, actually uh, for a lot of uh, for quite a while, but thinking about it more recently. And uh, one of the things that I um, do have a concern for is that the youth are just so ill-equipped to survive secular school. The, the school is tough, but I think I could teach them, I think I could teach them a technique that could be very powerful in school, that they could use an outline form of approach in different classes. And the idea is to explore presuppositions. Teachers have a lot of facts that they can quote and a lot of references. Well, we don't have, uh, any particular student wouldn't have that same level of of knowledge that, uh, that they would have. So what I find is useful is to, to just, it's hard to explain, in a class, when a professor would say some such such is true, I'd say, "Well, do you have a documentation for that, or is it a theory, or is it being presented as being truth?" It's, uh, questions like that, statements like that, uh, are the the kinds of things that cause um, cause the teachers to uh, to sharpen their own sword because they're so used to so many students not challenging anything and not asking difficult questions that uh, they they just don't do their homework and I've got examples uh, of when I was in college and how I gave the teachers a hard time and it wasn't me being difficult on purpose I wasn't being malicious it's just hey I was very astute I was listening and they would say things and I'd go research it and I'd come back and I'd say what about this what about that and um, uh, so I had some teachers, cha- one teacher changed his mind, another teacher wouldn't want to talk to me after I was done uh, exposing uh, just the bad stuff that the teacher was saying. Uh, it's not hard to do. It's not the goal, but the idea here is that uh, if Christians were to learn this kind of a thing, 
they could really up their uh, ability to defend the faith. But then they have to face the consequences because a lot of times teachers, they're, they're not fair. And what they'll do is they'll just give you a bad grade because they didn't like what you said. And do not think for a second that college is a place of fairness. Just don't go there. It is not. It's uh, more and more. It's just a place of indoctrination. That's all it is. Uh, not all, but a lot of it's just indoctrination. All right. Now let's get on the air with Dave from Virginia. Dave? Hey, welcome. You're on the air, buddy. You there? They have no idea what they missed. Hey, Dave. No idea. Dave? Dave's not here. Dave, are you there? Dave? Yes, sir. Are you there, Dave? Yes, hello. Oh, you're on the air. Good, man. I'm at work. Okay. So, uh, 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 first, uh, let me say, uh, I'm a first-time listener. I've been listening for like a month. I love your okay. show. It's awesome. Oh, good. Uh, I, I see you doing great work out there. Uh, I, I don't know how to address you. Pastor Slick? Reverend Slick? I guess that, that order matters, I suppose. Just Matt's yeah. fine. <laughs> okay, how are you, sir? <laughs> how you doing, man? <laughs> okay, fun. so my question Good is, right. uh, uh, I've been getting back into the Bible, uh, you know, school, so everything's been so busy, and I don't want to put Jesus Christ on the side. That's just a bad idea. So um, my question is, 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 in Revelations, where it talks about how the ones that will be saved will go to heaven, and then the ones that will not be saved will go to hell. Now, now, it's a bit intense, and, and I don't want, I don't mean to sound like a box of rocks here, but it, it says for all eternity. So let's suppose a thousand years from now, you know, heaven and the saints will all be there, all rejoicing and all that, so hell will still be there too. So the entity of hell will still be wherever it is, you know? So right. I, I mean, how, how would that work? Don't know how it works. So, I just know that's what it is. Yeah, that God so, will. No, well, yeah, I, yeah. I'm saying because my, because God, in, in a sense, he's basically like he's omnipresent. So he probably can't be in hell because of his. Well, you know, his let, let me jump in and help you out. Just destroy let everything. Me, but um, let me jump. In, let me jump in and kind of clarify that very issue, okay? Because it's a common issue, okay? Okay. By necessity, God uh, is everywhere all the time. That cannot right, be right. lessened. God cannot uh, just simply choose not to be in an area because that's, that's not his nature. He's everywhere. So the idea oh. of him being aware of hell is certainly something that will be extant for forever. But there is a sense in which God's presence can be in one place and not another. What we mean by that is his his personal focus attention presence in a place you can do that and we might want to you know we can entertain the idea that that won't be the case in hell that they are just simply uh, gone out of God's presence but in his nature of everywhere all the time he that's just part of the necessary aspect of his existence okay yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's there lies the, the 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 question. Like, so being that he's a god of mercy, and him being aware of hell, 
wouldn't he be suffering because he sees no. his children burning in hell for no. all eternity? I mean, we might not be aware of it no. because we're in heaven. The, the answer is, but... well, hold on. You ask a question, then you, then you go on. Okay, but I want to answer your question. That's okay. There's a doctrine called the impassibility of God. He is not de- deterred or negatively affected in his being and his emotions by our sin. He always has mm. ordained whichever shall come to pass, even hell's existence, which is for the devil and his angels. So people will be in that place, but it's justice that they are there and God's justice and holiness are met upon them because they have rejected the Messiah. So does God... Uh, we, I'm not getting too far into God's emotions, but uh, I'll leave it there, okay? Because there's, there's a lot more to be said, but I don't want to get too, open too much. But what was your other question? Uh, it, it goes on and on, man. <laughs> right. I, I, I could probably... Because... I was just thinking about what that what what that must be like, you know, for Which? God. For God? I mean, don't, yeah. we don't know. We can't imagine that. He is no, exactly, I, I, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's completely different than we just are. Curious. I thought that maybe you you could probably enlighten me a bit. Uh, uh, like I said, I love your show, uh, and I just moved Thanks. to Virginia and. Um, and the only Christian show that I was able to get was 101.5, and it's great so far. Yeah, it's a good network. It's a good group of people. I've yes. met the station owner a few times. He's a great guy, Stu Epperson. And uh, man, he's a man of God, loves the Lord, the people and the staff. I know Keith. We've talked uh, so many times, hundreds of times. He's a great guy. There's a lot of great people involved with that ministry in the radio network. Oh, radio. no, it seems that way. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I feel okay. that. All right. Thank you, man. All right, brother. God bless okay. you. You too. God bless. All right. Let's see. Next longest waiting is Barbara from Raleigh, North Carolina. Welcome to the show. You're on. Hey, thank you. Um, the reason I'm calling is, um, yeah, I'm a Christian. I believe in God um, and everything. But I feel like I'm not, you know, like at the end of times or whatever. I just. I want to know, how do I know that God knows me? Like, how do I, you know how people go to, want to go to heaven, and God's like, well, I didn't even know you. And I want to have that personal relationship with God, and I don't know how to do that. Your relationship has to be with the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, we're called into fellowship with with Jesus. That's uh, 1 Corinthians 1.9. So what I'd recommend you do, you know, say you're a Christian, you've trusted in Christ, I assume, and have received him as the sacrifice that removes your sin. He died on the cross, rose from the dead. He's God in flesh. Now, i got to hurry because we're almost out of time. We've got 30 seconds. What you need to do is spend time with him. Read the word. That's him talking to you. And you pray to him. That's you talking to him. And in a fellowship relationship like that, you'll grow closer to him and the presence of his very love will slowly move upon you and will increase. Okay? Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Okay. I wish it was out of time. I'd give you more. We could talk about it. But if you want, call back tomorrow. We can talk about it some more, okay? Thank you. Spend time with him. Thank you very much. And pray to him and read. 
and just just talk to him. Okay? Okay, we gotta go. You got it. Thank All you. Right. Okay. Bye bye. God, God bless. Hey, Ed from Texas. Mike from Utah. Sorry, we're out of time. May the Lord bless you. Call back tomorrow. We'll talk to you then, everybody. Another program powered by the Truth Network.